Bare midriff, exposed shoulders, wind blowing across your nips. Cover yourself up, if you want to, with Second Wind shirts. For a reason we can't legally discuss, our artists have had a little free time, so they've come up with brand new designs for our brand new channel and mostly new shows. Fully Ramblematic, Design Delve, Cold Take, and the Second Wind itself. It's some kind of bird. Act fast because some of these designs are only available for a limited time. We've partnered with Shark Robot to make the shopping experience as easy as possible. Because let's be honest, life is hard sometimes. One day you're happy and working, and the next day you're called into a meeting and HR is there and you're just fine. Head to sharkrobot.com slash second dash wind or click on the link in the description to check out all of our shirts today. And I think there's a desk pad too. That's fun. To the Windbreaker yeah. podcast, everybody. Uh, slightly delayed. I had to like uh, scare together some things. But yes, I'm Yati Crucial. I'm joined by Marty Sleever. Hello, everyone. And by Sebastian Ruiz, aka oh, Frost. I love it. I, lo- I love even my old teachers, the ones that just put their whole ass into it. How about it? Ruiz. Ruiz. You, uh, that was some good tongue rolling. Yeah. Thank you. But we're not here to talk about people's surnames. We're here to talk about the Game Awards that were announced mm-hmm. last, last week. Normally, I do a thing where I avoid the news for it and uh, you surprise me with them. But on this occasion, I felt moved to uh, check on what the actual winners were. You checked them pretty uh, quick because it was by the time our stream had ended, you popped into it just to announce that, Yasi, you're pretty good at predicting, predicting these. Well, I was excited, yes. I mean, you know I'm not one to brag. Oh, wait. No, I am one to brag. And because of that, I'm now going to brag. Uh, but you'll remember uh, several weeks ago, we did our predictions podcast with Stephanie Sterling, where we talked about what we predicted the Game Awards winners would be. And I reckon I was about 90% right. If I had the time, I was actually going to go check and see who said what on official yeah. standing and then do a big old tally. So I I'll literally know, do not remember what I said. I just delete yeah. my memory after podcast, so I do not remember what my predictions were. I kept mine like on paper. I don't That's that's good. I don't but know. Yeah, just today to, we're, just to wrap through now. them. Yeah, go for it. Uh well, I predicted Baldur's Gate 3 would be game of the year and would also be best RPG. Sure. I predicted they would fob off Alan Wake 2 with best game direction. I'd also got best narrative, which I... I didn't believe you guys, wow. Yeah. Uh, I didn't figure Alan Wake 2 would get best art direction as well. I thought that would go to Super Mario Brothers, but uh, uh, never mind. I got the big one. Uh, I predicted Final Fantasy 16 would get best score, because it's literally the only thing it deserves an award for, and that best audio design would go to Hi-Fi Rush, because Mm -hmm. the whole game's designed around it. Uh... Well, I said Idris Elba would win Best Performance, and I was wrong about that. They gave another one to Baldur's Gate 3 for that. He was the only nominee who didn't show up as well. He just had the still picture there. Yeah. Which was funny. Well, yeah, better shit to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Games for Impact was Cheer, <laughs> which is one of the only of those games I've played. But yeah, fine, whatever. I've played uh, the other. Yeah, they went for the Supreme Race card. It was amazing. Uh, we correctly predicted, I want to say, that Sea of Stars would win Best Independent Game. Best debut mm-hmm. indie game was Cocoon, which I call a little bit of bullshit on because that was an established creator, if not an established studio. Uh, 
Pizza Tower fan base was very upset at that. I'll pass. That's, uh, I think I said... Go, did they go looking I, for that? I couldn't see them. I think I said it our predict, on our predictions uh, podcast that the Game Awards doesn't really like graphically subversive titles. It doesn't like mm-hmm. post-punk stuff. Uh, or like pixel art stuff, like what's uh, Pizza Tower is. Yeah, C- Cocoon uh, uh, is very, very clean and uh, mm. capital A artistic. And yeah, I love Cocoon, so I don't mean that in a pejorative way. Yeah, but it is very indie game. It has mm-hmm. the indie game vibe. Yeah. Uh, best ongoing game, Cyberpunk 2077. Lol. I said that was BS. No, 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 no. I mean, that's like one of the one of the things we're going to get into is what is this show? And a lot of people yeah. are very mad at it. And um, I think for some good reasons and for some silly reasons. Best community mm. support, Baldur's Gate 3, whatever that means. A lot of people uh, bought it. A lot of people got excited. A lot yeah, of cosplay. Well, it's been, an, it's been an early access. They've been building it with the community, which is why yeah. I feel like ongoing for Cyberpunk was BS because they were toning. They're not mm-hmm. ongoing. <laughs> That's the uh, atonement. That's a good category. Armored Core 6 won best action game, which I think yeah. we predicted. Because it, it also like, won uh, most robots. I yeah. said most Spider-Man. We I said Spider-Man 2 would win best action adventure, and I was wrong about that because Legend of Zelda won that. Yeah, Spider-Man got um almost shut out, I believe. I didn't think Legend of Zelda would win because the Game Awards doesn't usually like like copy-paste sequels. But then I remembered that if it's a vague genre category and one of the nominees is a first party nintendo game they'll most of the time will go f- with that and the vaguest of all genres is action adventure because that is 90 percent of games <sighs> yeah and the other vague one best sim strategy game pikmin 4 which i also predicted uh, best fighting game street fighter 6 but anyone of with course. half a brain could have figured that out uh, best family games with Mario Brothers Wonder, again by the Nintendo principal. And that's about all we uh, predicted. Oh, we also said The Last of Us will win Best Adaptation, but again, that mm-hmm. wasn't really a huge leap. No. I think, no. Uh, I guess the point I want to make overall here is that this isn't me being really smart when I predicted a lot of this. This is the Game Awards being really fucking predictable. Oh. Well, I'm really predictable, and uh, th- this year felt like the first year that everyone was. Uh, uh, I've seen the most people in the industry kind of speaking out and being like, "What is this show?" And yeah. like, what do we expect from this show? And what should this show do other than show a bunch of trailers and award some popular games? Well, this year, more than previous years, they were really letting the advertising take over the uh, awards give granting part of it. I mean, they were literally like shooing people off stage so they could show more advertisements. Not only not only shooing people off stage, but consolidating and running through five awards without having anyone go on stage. So um, they had Sea uh, uh, of Stars won best uh, um, indie game. There was no award recipient or anything. Awards were just kind of scattershot through. And then when occasionally when people did go up, they started the sort of play them off music within 30 seconds. And so you had folks like Aonuma from from Nintendo for Zelda. Uh, You had the performers from Baldur's Gate. You had the Baldur's Gate team. You had the Alan Wake team being shooed off seconds after they got on stage. Meanwhile, uh, if you are a Hollywood celebrity, you seem to have carte blanche to just fucking babble. 
if you were McConaughey, if you were uh, uh, Anthony Mackie, if you were uh, Timmy Chalamet, if you were in Kojima's orbit, you had full uh, full rights to just uh, commandeer the stage for as long as you want. Uh, what happens yeah. if you keep talking during the music? Because I would have just gotten louder. <laughs> yeah, does eventually a does person come out? Like, uh, did you, I don't know if you guys saw the 95th Oscars, but they were going to have people uh, from RRR jump on stage and dance you off if you went too, too long. Nah, I remember that goof at the beginning of it. That was yeah, good. That was that's good. Just, yeah. This is sort of the thing here where it's like the Game Awards, now, it reeks of an awards show in its infancy, trying to appeal to a vast demographic of, of gamers. So like that, That's the big takeaway I got from the entire thing. Well, it kind but of I, I was like curious to see if somebody would... Trying to appeal to a vast yeah. demographic of publishers and uh, people who want to uh, show their trailers. Well, not just publishers, because you have to think like how many people don't even consider like like all oh, Baldur's Gate three and that much of a game. You know, like we it is incredibly fractured. I think that's what gamers don't realize that is incredibly fractured. In even games journalists are fr- fractured from the gamers themselves because it's like praise the developers. That's all we're here for. Meanwhile, it's like yeah, we don't know these people. We we know Mario. We you know Bowser. You don't know Doug Bowser. Yes, you but, know, so. yes, but where else but at an award ceremony for games can one celebrate game developers? And I feels like this pretty the only, like, like you say, one, like everything else is about advertising and about pushing the brand on top of the actual human beings behind it. Surely this would be the opportunity to actually uh, celebrate gaming as uh, a place to work. So it's this is an interesting conundrum because the Game Awards in its current state has been around since, uh, I believe, 2014. And then it was the Spike TV Awards beforehand. Um, And it has gotten more and more popular every year. And every year it has gotten less and less about the awards and more and more about what are they going to reveal? Like what first party games are going to be there? Oh my God, Kojima's on stage. What is he going to show? And oh my God, here's here's Hellblade. And look, it's the next game from the No Man's Sky team. Um, And so every year it is turning more and more into winter E3, E3 in December which is fine to have that thing, because I, for one, love E3. I get excited to get excited about games. Um, And it is becoming less and less an award show, and I think part of it is because people don't want to watch an award show. And I mean that in a uh, a more general way. I want to watch an award show, and there are award shows I do watch for games that are voted on by developers. There's the Dice Awards in February. There's the GDC and the IGAF Awards in March. And those are are, uh, uh, developer awards voted on by developers. And those are more in line with when people say, well, this should be the Oscars of the games. The Oscars are voted on by a committee of of their peers, just like those are. But no one watches those. Those are streamed and no one watches them. We don't stream them. So it's it's not not just a problem, not just finger wagging at the audience. Like, we don't stream them either. So we stream this because it's got a bunch of fucking commercials for games people are excited about yeah like uh in the wikipedia bit i'm not sure which journalist was quoted as saying it was schlock like a super bowl ad i was like people love the super bowl ads like really that, that's the thing we're again trying to appeal to prestige and and development but it's it is as much about the games they even have it on their about page where they say we bring together a diverse group of game developers game players and notable names from pop culture to celebrate an advanced gaming's position as the most immersive challenging and inspiring form of entertainment we strive to recognize those who improve the well-being of the community and elevate voices that represent the future of the medium so elevation there but it in no way does it ever say like hey yeah we're gonna you know it's all about the game developers and whatnot I'm not saying it shouldn't look, be now look here 
If the game awards is if the game awards are boring, then that's on the way they're presented, not on the Agreed. fact that it's just about giving awards to developers. I mean, sure, they, you could argue that maybe they throw in all those trailers and stuff to make it more interesting to watch, but you know. This is our opportunity to sell gaming, not just as a lifestyle, but as a career. This is to, to give the kiddies something to aspire to as they make their shitty Steam games that nobody plays. The Oscar is if we were to compare them, a lot of people thinking, oh, it's just like, it's just popcorn, right? It's a popcorn medium and whatnot. But that lets people in who get more invested to watch, like, oh, is it Cannes? Um, the Con Film Festival. Yeah, yeah. The Con Film Festival. You know that the, there is that sort of stuff. Dice will be sitting behind the Game Awards. If nothing else, like this thing is, it's a big misnomer. Like, come on, this is key three. This is this is well, winter E three, as you said. Um, he's it, it, like Jeff Keighley's just a dude. Like yeah. he's not like he's just a dude who found a vacuum that people and, and found a space that people weren't. You know, we, there there wasn't a quote unquote Oscars for games that that people were gathering around like E three, and so he just stepped in there and his his uh, insistence on on uh, bringing in Hollywood talent, his friendship with Kojima, the fact that Timothy Chalamet presented Game of the Year, um, things like that, and it makes sense because he grew up his both of his parents were were IMAX. Uh, uh, like high-level IMAX employees at the IMAX yeah, Corporation. Yeah, so he came up yeah. in the world of film, uh, and I don't think, it's not that he doesn't love games, but I think he knows that the way this show grows and grows is by having those giant Hollywood celebrities there and by by letting people know, oh, you can tune in to see the new God of War DLC and the next game by the No Man's Sky people and, and, and what's going on at Nintendo and that kind of thing. Um, well, have the Hollywood celebrities just, you know... Have equal time with the devs. Have them on stage together, being really awkward. You know, have Matthew McConaughey give an award, and then have like a really awkward conversation with Sam Lake for ten minutes. Price alive. That's, that's why, what I want. Why do you want to the cringe-inducing awards? <laughs> God. Well, uh, well, Marty's arguing that we need the celebs. No, oh, we don't. We uh, don't necessarily need to have the celebs at the expense of the people who are putting all the work in. I want to make it clear. I'm not arguing that we need the celebs. I am arguing that the reason Keeley uh, leans into celebrity and reveal trailers as opposed to letting a, a writer or an artist up there speak is because that is what draws in more and more of an audience of, of normies, of casuals. Because again, these award shows do exist. If you want to hear developers go up there and, and talk without a timer for as long as they want about the games they made, those shows do exist and no one watches them. Oh. I watch them because I have a head injury, but no one else watches them. And so like, I don't know if there is a happy medium there or if if, you know, these other award shows need to like give into the dark side and pull something from what Keeley's doing to attract a bigger audience so that Dice and the GDC awards are more popular. Um, but I'm just, there, I just, that is the reason he does it. There is a feeling amid high level game development that gaming needs to be more like Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Something that I disagree with and the game awards is doing nothing but encourage. Yep. See, I feel like, what is it? Wait, what do you mean like more like Hollywood? Dig a little I mean, they want to make the, like games based around just spectacle and third act big war scenes rather than innovative design you know the f fucking right, production right, of right. constant ghost train rides and gear grinders rather than uh, encouraging stuff with act that actually want to explore the interactive narrative as a concept 
and a perfect example of that is that new game Exodus got announced and it was announced by Matthew McConaughey because he's one of the stars of the game and he went on stage and he's like it's me Matthew McConaughey in a video game and people are like all right whatever at no point did they say hey this is a ton of Bioware this is like X Bioware like the people who made the Bioware games you love are making this sci-fi RPG. If you loved Mass Effect, like a lot of the people who are responsible for the Mass Effect games you loved is are making this game Exodus. And at nowhere at the Game Awards did they say that. They said, oh, Matthew McConaughey, true detective. Uh, he's 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 in this movie. He's in this game. Um, so that, that's where their priorities are. I mean, the Oscars, um, like, award directors, movie directors are big names in their own rights. That's what I'm getting at, though. It's like the gaming icons... We're talking Todd Howard. We're talking Kojima as like baller as they can get, but that would still be considered like a like almost a B lister in Hollywood. Like we're digging so deep. Our gaming icons are Master Chief. They're Laura Croft. Mario, They're Link. Mario. Yeah. He ain't coming. There was a man named Bowser there. Like that's that's as close as it's gonna get. And it's it's almost brings up this other thing where like in the midst of all the whinging, people were also like, can we get away from this auteur theory from Kojima? And I'm like. In one hand, I understand it takes it takes many. It takes a village to make these games. Sure. But that's also what gives you some security. Having an icon, having like this person that can go, I'll do what I want to do. That's yeah. how you start becoming these icons. But like it, it's a massive yeah. Yeah, too many things and they all fight each other. It's a big group effort. It's the same in films, but it's important that there's one uh, person who's perceived to be like, like owning that property and uh, yeah. whether it's true or not that uh, they are like uh, directing their vision for the property because but for like the biggest because that's the human connection the alternative is committee design and that just creates bland swill the biggest award of the night the final award of the oscars is best picture and that goes to the producer so and a lot of times that person is not the Scorsese, the Tarantino, the, the, the Spielberg, the person you recognize, it's the producer. It's, it's someone who, who put up a lot of money. And I'm not saying a producer is not an important role in a movie, but the final award of the night is a lot of times a money man that you don't know. So that would be the equivalent of uh, <laughs> Call of Duty wins and Bobby Kotick goes up there, uh, which <laughs> no, no, one, no one wants that. Um, it's like Bob the, Iger showing up. Uh, it's like Bob Iger showing up, exactly. Yeah, one of... Uh, I don't know. One of the funny things with me is I think there are some things I, I also I watch the Oscars. I watch the Emmys. I watch the Golden Globes. One thing that the Oscars, I think, could pull from the Game Awards is I like the idea of them showing not only celebrating this year, but showing what to be excited for next year. I would love it if the Oscars during commercial breaks, instead of being random ass commercials, they debut trailers for big movies next year. It doesn't have to be a big thing on stage or anything, but while you're watching the broadcast, Instead of, you know, commercials for Pepsi and Coke, it's commercials for Dune Part 2. You know, it's well, commercials for, like, what hmm. we think Oscar winners next year might be. Like, that would be cool. That's something that I think the Game Awards does well. I like looking forward and backwards at the same time. Well, doesn't that create a sort of uh, bias? Because if the Game Awards pushes a game that turns out to be shite when it actually comes out next year, the Game Awards are going to look very silly, as they often do. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're not taking like an editorial stance on it though they're saying like here's a thing that you might taking be taking a stance they give giving awards for fuck's sake what's that no no, no they're not taking a stance. They're, not, they're not taking an editorial stance when they show a reveal because they don't know what the game is going to be they say they're like here's something exciting look at this again they give an award they literally give an award to the game with the best hype 
Yeah, but that's Final um, Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is fucking awesome. And uh, there you go. Okay. We I don't know if you saw Yasser. They showed Sid and they showed Vincent, and it was oh, great looking. I think okay, they you kind have of slipped name. off the point there at the end there. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was, that was my bad. Uh, I think uh, it could do with a renaming, if nothing else. Yeah. Because by, by being called the Game Awards, yeah. they they give themselves, like, they've, they've anointed themselves with an importance that... Um, I don't think they need to have. Well, something um, something kind of has to do that. Something has to be the big tentpole yeah. industry ambassador. The big thing where we all feel special. I mean, E3 kind of used to be that, but that's... Is that not DICE? Well, the as DICE you awards? say, they don't have like the glittery awards ceremony that everyone watches for that. Well, that, that's the kind of the issue there is like to be mainstream and also to be prestigious. Like, you kind of... You kind of put, kind of, yeah. like, put the effort in on your side. Yeah, I think I see what you mean. Yeah, so it's you like, got to put a bit well, more money into it somehow. I mean, yeah, it's also and it's easier to get the big coke ads to foot the bill, you know. It's also easier to watch the for people to sort of have a say in every award at the Oscars because there's there were five Best Picture nominees. Now there's up to ten, and that will take you ten to twenty hours to watch. Uh, if you wanted to play all the Game of the Year nominees this year, you're in for like a 250-hour commitment between Baldur's Gate, between Spider-Man, between Zelda. Like, that's why you saw this immediate gut reaction of a bunch of Spider- Spider-Man fans who might only have a PlayStation and only play three games a year being like, yeah. how the fuck can Baldur's Gate win? And then they showed the thing from Spider-Man where Sandman thrown Spider-Man through some windows. Yeah. I'm like, well, that was yeah. cool, but like, what are you doing comparing these yeah, two things? I saw that and there was an immediate reply tweet under it saying, you don't press a single button during that exactly. you're, not, you're literally not showing anything interactive exactly. right now yeah, yeah. I mean, like that, if, if nothing else, that shows the demographic of it all. You got Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel, Spider-Man, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario's Wonder, and then Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. There are some people who only own a Nintendo and only yeah. play two of these games. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are all very different games, aren't they? Yeah, so I it's like there, there is, it's just a very fractured demographic. You even had esports and like content creator stuff. How many gamers who, who like Baldur's Gate 3 give a damn about League of Legends? Hey, Not I'm... Quite. I don't care about any of those awards. Like no, I'm the person does. like like I care about most it's almost like the equivalent of like I don't know when when the Oscars does like the, the best animated short and I'm like, "Well, these look neat. I've never watched any of them, but I don't know. I hope that one wins cuz it has a cool dog in it." That kind of thing. Yeah, like did you guys watch um it was Rami Ismail's Game Dev World or something like 2 days after? Hardly anybody showed up for that. And it was like eight different streams all being translated into eight different languages. And it was game developers talking about their newer games and and thanking everyone and yada, yada, yada. It's just not mainstream enough. So that's the problem, though, is like it's not I'm not saying that high prestige gamers are trying to take the game awards for themselves. But all the other ones that are super about game developers and the awards are dying or have died off. And so I, it's like, let me on this boat and let me tell you how to run it. You know, it's, yeah. it's a little awkward here. One of the one of the Maybe funny change things, your flag, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I see people keeping like, we need to make this more like the Oscars. And I feel like every time I hear that, it's people who do not watch the Oscars because yeah. anyone who watches movie every year, we complain about the Oscars and we complain about the fact that the right movies aren't nominated and the right movies didn't win. And if you look back at the history of the Oscars, people like, you know, Orson Welles, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, Kubrick. Mm. 
Fincher, Spike Lee, Ingmar Bergman have never won Best Director. These are people who've never, some of the greatest directors of all time, were never awarded. Um, yeah, and then at the same years, time... There's plenty of years if you look over the Academy Award winners. Uh, if you go back like 20 years or so, the best picture will be something you've never heard of in your life. Or something that's like embarrassing now, like the King's yeah. Speech or Crash or something. And at the King's same time... is embarrassing? Ev- it's compared to the other movies that came out that year. Uh, like I think uh, it'd be like Zodiac or the social network or something. I'm like, get out of here. Um, also the Oscars every year is getting fewer and fewer viewers. Like it, the Oscars in the nineties were like appointment viewing. And now it's like, maybe I'll catch some clips of it on YouTube after. So well, like, maybe, as an award show, the Oscars are dying. Well, maybe in today's uh, economically tighter times, people are sick of seeing rich twats lord all their riches over us and maybe they'd more people would watch the game awards if it was a nice simpler experience about human stories about things no. we can get invested in like rags to riches tales of indie devs making loads of money how Even about you that? don't like sad indie game number five of the year like you can only pull on heartstrings so much before you're just given twain i may not enjoy your sad indie game but i will defend to the death your right to make your sad indie game Sure. In the, the end, it's I just keep an entertainment. These award shows do exist, and no one watches them. Yeah. So I don't know what we want. Like I don't know, and I think everyone wants something different, and Let that's understandable. Um, Does anyone else think Keeley might have a little too much power here? Because like, who yes. runs the, who runs the Oscars? Who who forks that money? Who sets it all? Who does that? It's not know. Jimmy Kimmel. He's the host. It's well, definitely, no, no. He gets paid. He just gets paid to show up. So like, if something happens, the Academy uh, pays. For who is this? Yeah. Who is the Academy? There is an Academy of, of Interactive or of Academy of Arts and Sciences. Like they have a museum Wait, in LA. What? It's just they, like a, they do the, the Academy. What? Um, and the Academy is uh, it, like they bring on new members all the time, and it's generally you know filmmakers. And they've gotten better because over up until a few years ago, the Academy was like ninety nine percent old white guys, and so okay, they're finally sure. bringing in. The Academy Awards, according to Wikipedia, are presented annually by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, based in Beverly Hills, California. Oh, yeah. okay. So what I'm getting at is if, Kim, if Kimmel does something weird and then he's gone, that's fine. New host. If Keeley does something odd, there's your host and your whole game awards. I feel like that's a little too much power. And in, in to, to empathize with him, too much responsibility. You're trying to make everybody happy. You're just you're going to die from either God's curses or God's blessings. Yeah, just trying to. Yeah, I mean that's why like being the person who puts it together and being the forward-facing host might be a bad idea, and that's why he never asked. He doesn't want to. People were like, "Is he going to say something about the mistreatment of devs? Is he going to say something about, um, you know, Palestine?" And no, he's not going to, (laughs) because because he wants to keep it sugar-free vanilla, so that when Summer Game Fest comes around and he's shaking the can with a with a coin in it that FromSoft will be like, yes, we want to put uh, Erdtree trailer there. And Nintendo will be like, yes, we want to debut the new 3D Mario game there. Um, okay, this is like, interesting. I'm looking up, I'm still looking up the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. And it was apparently set up by MGM in uh, like... Like 100 years uh, ago. 1927. Yeah. Like that uh, MGM. And, and apparently the Academy, like the Association of Motion Picture Producers, it was basically a union at the start. Hmm. Uh, and it's now become this sort of big knobs of the film industry with like members from all the major studios. But you know, that's an interesting place to start a union, a collective of uh, video yeah. game professionals. Who, who is there in your like academy? In my well, academy. So the th- yeah, in your I, academy. I, I mean, should it be developers or should it be critics? Or should it be both? 
I don't know, because you need, the thing about unions is also like it does deal with populism to a sense. That's why I think there's so many developers and journalists with their pennies in a bunch. I think this is mostly a like really big insider problem because my think, other friends who are not that deep in it are like, whoa, did you see? Did you see? I'm like, no, I don't watch them in general. But they're like, oh, that was awesome. More, more ads, you know? If you're, if you're kind of pissed off, it's it's because like you wanted to have more prestige and it really has. So I think... I don't know. I think there's like there's a lot of aspiration to be a game developer. There's millions of people trying to make games. There's a really low barrier to entry to doing it. There should be like a, a collective of game developers that anyone can enter if they've released a game. If you've put out a game on Steam uh, and it's been like assessed by a small committee to make sure it's not, I don't know, like a gacha porn game or whatever or something you, something you farted out to steal money from people. Uh, then you can join our illustrious Academy of Game Developers, and then we all vote on the winners. We should make our own ads, or pff, Game Awards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should make our own ads. We do make our own ads. Yeah, <laughs> Great. we do, don't we? Homebrewed. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, another thing is, uh, we were talking about the Oscars. It's been around 100 years. Um, you know, we're at the 80, 90th something Oscars. And yeah. uh, the Game Awards has been around for fewer than 10 in its current incarnation. So the uh, it is funny that the it does feel like the games industry is constantly chasing film in that it is almost trying to look back at what film did over the course of 130 years and hmm. compact that. And, and go through decades and years and be like, okay, we're, we're in the 30s now, we're in the 40s now, we're in the 50s. Um, and so it's, it's slowly trying to get there. Whereas, I don't know, I honestly think the, the, <laughs> like the film industry has so many problems uh, with it that it is silly to me that games, which now make more money than movies on a yearly basis, yeah. are looking for film at movies to try to be like legitimized. Like as someone who does this for work and who loves this medium, I don't, give a shit about being legitimized like it, it, it has such like this imposter syndrome or this like need for validation to be legitimized and i'm like if it's art it's art it speaks for itself it doesn't need the pageantry and the the sort of the the, the well, festival it's well if art could speak for itself you wouldn't need media or criticism would you we'd have to get real jobs then careful well, that's true, but at the same time, I think criticism. Darren just over the weekend put up an amazing piece, a written piece on our Patreon for for those who uh, subs, uh, 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 for five dollars or more on our Patreon. You can read Darren's incredible piece on what is the point of criticism, and the point of criticism is to sort of offer for me to offer an uh, external perspective on something and make me think about something in a way I wasn't before. Yeah, what you're saying is, is we need criticism, criticism to create the culture around art. Correct, which um... is what we are. We are the culture that surrounds gaming. Yeah, but like criticism doesn't isn't there to validate in my mind. Like I don't need criticism for to well, validate. Maybe it's, maybe it's not its intention, but that's kind of what it does. I mean, just the mere act of picking what to review week on week is an act of validation. Sure, sure. Not bad, yeah. I feel like it's more so. Um, it's a, it's an elegant spot. This almost goes back to a talk of like, what is a critic? What are you looking for? And I said that like, I wanted somebody with a strong sense of self, but also like a, a good writing. It's it's an it's a side occupation. I don't think one validates the other. It's almost like who has the power. I think they they work together, but not necessarily like we make the culture in any way. I always say the people make the culture. It, it just by by its very nature, the the culture is just the people, and you'll see what tries to reflect 
that part of the culture. That's why I think the Game Awards are where they've ended up now. And anyone who tries to have like a super high prestigious, we are art, we are amazing. Uh, shout outs to everybody else. Good luck getting eyes into that. Like go watch the GDC, the Games Developers Conference YouTube, go by most popular. And it's kind of like, I wouldn't call it clickbait, but it, it's less about the prestige and more about just like, oh, how I've survived in this industry for 11 years without a hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what we need? Uh, this is how this starts. We need to make a social network for just game developers. Ew. <laughs> have you been like, ew. They're LinkedIn, and we could all just talk about oh, game God. development all the time. Game developers and game critics, all right? Everyone together. Oh, is that just why. Twitter? I don't, yeah. Like, I know you don't use it. Mine's very heavily curated. It's so sad. No one is sadder about games than game developers and game critics. The happiest people are not here. Well, maybe if yeah. more, if there was a place for them to dump their trauma, more people would be aware of the problems that's, that blight the it's industry. It's Twitter! It's called therapy. <laughs> um, to me to, first. Well, more people need to hear about the bloody crunch problem, and the things they don't talk sure. about at the Game Awards. Sure. I say... You do it uh, like Goodreads. If you go on Goodreads, like... Um, uh, if you're an author, you can make an account on Goodreads, but you have to get like uh, a testimony from your agent before they'll let you pass as the person you're claiming to pass as. Mm-hmm. So you just do something uh, like that. Sure. Uh, so you have Goodreads, but for games, and then all the developers have like you know verified accounts. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Those people scare me. <laughs> it's actually it was an interesting thing. Like um. There's an old video by Alana Pierce who used to work at IGN talking about the problem with with games criticism at IGN. And it's not so, the thing is that the inherent bias is because you're a games journalist and writing for games is that you start writing for your peers and what they might be interested in instead of like the populace. Uh, So I feel like there were some worthy complaints. Absolutely, they got issues. Um, But a lot of it I think is just more uh, an in crowd, so to speak, not gatekeepy. Well, all but, hobbies will have an in crowd. That's why we stay at the door. Yeah, I don't want to go beyond the gate. <laughs> Keep that gate all you want. Like I'm staying right out here. Yeah. So, and, well, you know, enthusiast press will always, by its very nature, cater to the in crowd. Of course, yeah. Let's uh, let's offer solutions. We're not just old men who shake our fists at clouds. We'll, we make clouds at our asses. Okay. What what would you do to? Well, I just, either make your own or said, fix this one up. Well, I just said I'll I'll start my social media thing, that's like game developer centric, and uh, build up a community there, and then start setting up for the awards that that community votes on. Aren't you like very introverted? I honestly didn't think that you were going to go with the blackjack and hookers, but I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> you know, uh, sure, blue uh, ski or what's it called? Blue sky. Blue sky. <laughs> blue ski. <laughs> Bluesky, <laughs> our nice Russian uh, social network. Uh, right. A lot of people are saying right now that they didn't know GDC and Dice existed. So one one literal action item we could take is we can stream one of them. We'll co-stream one of them in the same way that we did um, the game yeah. awards. Be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, you I, you <laughs> Wait, who was it that said bad game always suck or suck is forever? <laughs> suck is forever. Suck is that forever. was Todd the uh, Rod God. I was thinking, like, you kind of, a little bit of that prestige, a little ooh and wonder can kind of go into it. Because Hollywood has this issue of, like, why do we care about Nolan films and all this kind of stuff? Why would we show up to Oppenheimer? Because it's just like a, a period piece drama and whatnot. But to hear Darren just go IMAX 
and talk about the camera and how it's a different experience and everything else and leaning into that. Scorsese was already in trouble for this, where it's just like cinema is like a theme park. And I'm starting to think he didn't mean that in a, as a slur, but just like, yeah, yeah, it's an event. It's it's a whole thing that we got to go for. If we're not getting excited for it, why should anyone else get excited for it? Hmm. So I, I, I think we yeah. need a few more posters and stuff. I'm like, oh, what are you looking forward to this year? Frost freaking Dice Awards, bro. I yeah, got my tie ironed and go ready. Go out to the streets in major cities and collect box, box pops. What game are you excited will win the Dice Awards this year? Just ask a passing tramp. See how that goes. Just with, a, with a bindle over his shoulder yeah. and a hole in his... Yeah. Well, I, I favor Baldur's Gate 3, they will say. Here's your five, I promised you. Yeah. I mean, it's also, again, the silly, the silly nature of having this thing at the beginning of December and having the cutoff be the middle of November and having some really great games every year. Undoubtedly, every year something comes out after the award cutoff that is really great that no. should be talked about and that won't be talked about and definitely won't be remembered by next year. Yeah, then again, it's helpful to see what the big studios do fart out at this time of year because they know it's not going to win any awards. Yeah. 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 Relatedly, you know. I've been playing Avatar Frontiers of Pandora lately. Mm. You know what? That has some nice looking jungle in it. I watched Nick play for two hours. Great jungle. Blue well, people look done. nice, yeah. Oh, sure. It's nice to look at until you realize you have to pour over it looking for whatever exotic bits of the fucking environment the you're whole supposed time, to be harvesting. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't is, stay for breakfast now. This is a topic for another day. The whole time Nick was playing, I kept being like, you know what this could use? Some yellow paint. We could absolutely. This is like a. This game is a uh, is a is a testament to why yellow paint is good. I said that to him during uh, days before stream. <laughs> He's like, "What am I supposed to lose?" I was like, "We could use a little yellow paint, some yeah, highlighted yeah. tours." Yeah. Yeah. Watch out for my upcoming fully emblematic, which probably will be the last one of the year. That'll be a good Avatar. Time. Before absolutely. we will take a break. Um, Why did you say uh, Avatar with the same tongue roll that you said uh, Frost's last turn into a Well, maybe I'm conscious, as an English person living in America, I'm conscious of the way that, I, that English, the English accent doesn't usually pronounce the R on the ends of words. Avatar. Some, I'm going to get in my don't. car. and I'm going to get in my car and go watch Avatar. You sound like, that just sounds like Ben Affleck talking about Avatar. Yeah, he's like a Bostonian. Yeah, but well, he's sneak his donkeys into it. Well, I live in California, so everyone says Avatar. I'm going to look in the know. mirror and then go and watch Avatar. It's oh, like a pirate. No. Yeah. Before wrapping up, though, I do think Game Awards needs to figure out what it wants to be, but I think mm -hmm. gamers themselves also need to figure out what they want to be. You can't say, I want it to be like the Oscars. Don't be mean to Call of Duty. When if you listen, it was like the first 10 minutes, Jimmy Kimmel's just roasting everybody. Yeah. Calls, um, who was it? Seth Rogen and Steven Spielberg, the Hunter and Joe Biden of yeah, yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> see, I'm like, come on, take take a roast. Come on. See, in these things and in personal relationships as well, being comfortable enough to roast something shows that everyone's close together and everyone like everyone's happy to work with each other. It's where everything's yeah. like tense and trying to not to offend anyone, like the Game Awards does, where you know there's a lot of behind the scenes tension. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like that. That's what I want. I want. If, you, if you're afraid of your developers that they're going to talk the entire time, make it like the Oscars that they all come up there with prep speeches. 
you know, I, I get what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I mean, so that was the, the 30-second timer uh, was, I think, a direct response to last year when Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos in the new God of War games, won for best performance and went up there and talked for eight minutes. And I believe it was an award given by Al Pacino. And Al Pacino went up there very confused for a few minutes and then brought up <laughs> Christopher Judge for eight minutes. And so that was like almost a 15-minute segment. And it was funny. But the response last year, a lot of people were like, this went on too long. He talked too long. He went on too long. And so I feel like Keeley heard that and was like, point taken, and just right. went to the other extreme. Yeah, I, I think he needs to, if anything, be an auteur himself and really like, this is what I want the damn thing to be. Because I've come yeah. from a community that appeals to the masses, and the games end up almost dying from that. You yeah. die by blessings. You know so what makes me laugh is I'm looking at the Wikipedia page of the Game Awards 2023, mm -hmm. and uh, apparently... The award for best narrative was presented by Ed Boon. Yeah. The Mortal Kombat guy? Known, known for yeah. his narrative chops. Yeah. That's like Telly Savalas presenting the award for best haircut. Ah, that was a great Telly Savalas joke. Oh my Thank God. Like, any, like anyone remembers who Telly Savalas is. I do. He's an abominable. No, no, um, I will say, I will say, um, <laughs> usually a, the game that wins game of the year is of a higher quality in my opinion than the movie that wins best picture at the oscars because we have going backwards Baldur's gate 3 elden ring it takes two the last of us part two sekiro god of war breath of the wild overwatch witcher 3 and dragon age yeah there's certainly Those there seem to be better more representations of good games yeah yeah Maybe. even if i don't play multiplayer games overwatch at the time huge deal like that kind of thing dragon age was the only kind of weakish one in my opinion but that 2014 was a notoriously weak year so, mm -hmm. shrug. Are uh, we ready to go to Super Chats? I'm bringing up the... Um, yeah, that sounds great. Go. Remember, everyone, we are... Uh, Second Wind is uh, is funded by your incredible support, both on uh, Patreon as well as through your wonderful Super Chats on shows like this and yes. all of our shows. Um, so we really appreciate it. Yes, everyone. on your Super Chats here and on Loud Hailer, up to face, on Patreon as well. Which so we uh, particularly need to push because uh, I think this week some free trials are ending, so we're expecting a bit of a dip there. Yeah, but we have exciting things to announce. New show uh, uh, debuting tomorrow that I can tell you guys about, and uh, some exciting news uh, in in the in the wins. Oh, the second wins. The second wins. <laughs> so go to Patreon.com/slash Second Wind Group if you want to support. But until then, here's some lovely people who supported us with super chats. Can you gift Patreons? Uh, I don't know. Would we get money yeah. for that? Yeah, hell of a Christmas present, eh? Yeah. Give your, uh, your loved one a Patreon is second gift Patreons? I don't Not know. us gifting Patreons. Can people gift Patreons yeah, to other people? Yeah, people to each other. Look at yeah. that. Yeah, like, nice thought for a last-minute Christmas present. Yeah, you, you might get lucky. Like said you cannot. We can probably yeah. stop talking about it. because we can't. Get, <laughs> give, give them a dollar, then. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Here um, we go. Uh, I've only got the super chats, so interrupt me if I miss any like uh, member chats or anything relevant. Will do in that area. Dale Mallows gave five dollars and said, "Here are your silly five dollar words: waddle, codswallop, and ragamuffin." I bet you thought I'd say wheelie fiddler, and you're right, I did. I like ragamuffin. You know, you know, Dale Mallows. I bit my tongue rather badly on Saturday while I was recording my audiobook, and uh, reading out that whole super chat filled me with agony from beginning to end. And I hope you're satisfied. Codswallop. I've heard that before. Codswallop. Where'd, 
That's yeah. a bunch of horse shit, right? That's a yeah, bunch of Cotswolds. Yeah, 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 but I've watched something recently. It's a British colloquialism just for nonsense. Hmm. R- ragamuffin, meanwhile, is a word for like a, a street child. Scoundrel? Yeah. Cat. <laughs> uh, Hjorth87 gives a 20 Danish kroner and says, Well, spank me and call me grandpa. I can pay again. Good Congratulations, job, Hjorth87. I'm sure we'll be seeing more of you. <laughs> uh, bear with me a sec. Darwin's dummy gives two dollars and says Mario got screwed. Usually that's Luigi's job. Well, I got, wait a minute. They don't. What? Wait. wait they, they're what? brothers, you monster. Step brother, step brother. <laughs> no, he's talking about like Mario Wonder didn't win anything, but that just shows how fractured game. it is. Yeah, yeah. family game. Just that's Nintendo. Something. That's that's one prize. Yeah. Yep. It was also, this was, I've said it, but this was a very good year for games. All, in my opinion, all six of the games nominated for Game of the Year deserve to be nominated. Also, like, ten other games deserve to be Alan nominated. Wake, actually, like, that crazy? I've heard of anybody talk about, except for you guys. Like, me peers are like, Alan Wake uh, is the people, nuts. The people who well, finished it seem to love it, except for Yahtzee and stuff. Well, that's just me, yeah. Um, I found it rather pretentious. Okay, so if the writers are saying it's pretentious, then uh, I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah, but I, li- yeah. I like a thing that puts its whole fist up my ass. Well, uh, Hunter Roge like, gifted five memberships. Oh. Thank you, Hunter. Oh, thank you, Hunter. Uh, well, as I was saying in my review of Alan Wake 2, uh, a work of fiction about a work of fiction being powerful enough to change reality is sort of inherently up itself. Sure. There's like fiction jerking itself off. Isn't that incorrect? Yeah, and... Uh, on top of that, Sam Lake casts himself in the game, which is up itself in an entirely different, but still quite up itself way. But at the same time, we have movies like uh, like Adaptation, and we have books like House of Leaves that do that same thing and are lauded in their specific uh, mediums. So, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Dante's yeah. Inferno. That man loves speaking with all sorts of weird critters down there. Oh. Christians, not critters. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I get that uh, yes, well, moving on. Nicholas J.M. gives $5 and says, All in all, every awards show needs to be go when it becomes so far up its own rear end. I just hope the Oscars yeah. aren't long for this world soon. Yeah, keep dreaming, Nicholas J.M. It should be concerts, absolutely. Like, uh, if Lady Gaga's not going to show up in Flank and Sirloin, I don't, I don't care. Frankenstein Sirloin? They just release all the awards as a musical. Like they sing a song that's like uh, to announce the award, and the recipient has to come up and sing a song about how thankful they are for the award, and then everything keeps yeah. moving along. Yeah, 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 shooting out T-shirts and awards in the same. At the same go. time, yeah. the only thing people remember about you know the Oscars last year was Will Smith and Chris Rock. Was that this year? Was that the that year was before? last year? Yeah. yeah, that feels like it was ages ago. Now. And like last TGA, what do you guys remember? Come on, be honest. It's Bill Clinton. It was, yeah. The Bill Clinton, like, the literally last thing. Yeah, yeah, the weirdo. And, uh, and Al Pacino, because I like seeing him. Oh, that's right. Judge talking too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you uh, want. You don't want it to be clean. Go on. Well, it's the rough edges people remember. I keep saying that. Uh-huh. Uh, beneath 11111 gives a uh, 20 Swedish kroner and says, for Toffee, woof, woof, Marty's bank account, woof. Have you noticed Toffee's in his little coat? Finally gotten, finally gotten cold enough in Northern California for him to wear his little jumper. Oh, look at that. Aww, oh, you guys nice. match. You yeah. match. That's adorable. Okay, okay. <clears throat> 
uh, Pepper Blood gives 5.99 euros and says, Here's another her message you wonderful folks can pass right on by. Loved last week's cold take. The long form was so good. Much love from Ireland. Scared. <laughs> they like the long ones. You got you said a new you have to keep going longer. No, the next one's gonna yeah. be like two minutes. Huh. You need to specifically cater towards the Irish by making it very long and very, very depressing and full of black comedy. Yeah, and uh, sounding more and more like Terry Wogan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although, uh, yeah. Where was I? Yes, Hjorth87 gives 20 Danish Kroon again and says, Frost, deep dive uh, in the Newgrounds era, when? Oh, now that was a time. Ooh, that, was a, man. that was a time when you could get away with a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. We used to, like bound off after school and come back as soon as it got dark oh i feel like a lot of my my love for games comes from newgrounds flash games and all that kind of stuff that's why i'm very much like gameplay where's the goddamn gameplay this is pretty but i want the game and don't forget the flash animations i have fond memories of my very early days of the internet first watching a short flash animation called britney spears gets a dirty sanchez what was it about well, it's incorporated um, a rather inexpertly cropped picture of Britney Spears and uh, mm-hmm. someone employing the usual method by which one administers a dirty Sanchez, Marty. Yeah, look at that. Shakespeare. <laughs> they should have said to poet. <laughs> oh, lucky it up, kids. I don't want to. Google it right now. I'm using Ask Jeeves to be period uh, period specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pepper Blood comes back with 249 euros and says, Damn autocorrect, put her in that super hat. And then comes back with another 249 and says, Super chat, damn it. <laughs> Pepper Blood Wonderful. getting a little flustered this morning. Wonderful. Uh, Dower Dodger Esquire gives 99.99 US and says, Say what you want about Christopher Judge's speech, but at least he got to speak his piece. And while not all speeches should be that long, the award recipients should be afforded their time to shine. I agree. They should, like, prep speeches beforehand and have them vetted. You know, if you're going to be so strict on timing, I think we, we, could, we could meet both ways here. Because some of them were, like, in the moment, just like, uh, ooh, oh, ee, and maybe the English isn't their first language for some of yeah. them. So I could see why they were worried. There's also a difference, but some people are just natural public speakers and maybe have been the figurehead of a company for a long time or are going mm-hmm. through a translator, whereas other people are, like, really emotional artists who might not have a ton of public yeah, speaking like, background. Who, who was that I don't, I don't, de- developer? She, short hair, Japanese. She oh, came yeah, out for the, this. Yeah, yeah, for uh, the her new studio, Unseen. That was yeah, when, behind when she, like, Evil Within. And, uh, yeah, when she first came out, people were like, finally, some charisma, you know? Because <laughs> you guys say what you will, but you're always saying, so damn it, why do they always bring out like developers who have no no talking skills whatsoever, yeah. no social skills at all? They're so awkward. So you can't have it both ways. Yeah. I went yeah. to the Webby Awards once, and uh, the Webby Awards has got like 200 awards to announce. So at the ceremony, they have this rule where you're not allowed to say more than five words when you collect what did you your award. Oh, I didn't go up on stage. I oh. was too frightened. But yeah, uh, you won, I, didn't you? Yeah, we won the uh, Consumers Vote, uh, People's Vote Award for Best Gaming Website. And we just had, uh, I think it was Alex McCree, actually. He went out, you know, at the time and just said, Escapist Magazine, we have issues. Lol. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to go out and say thanks a lot, you cunts. 
but uh, I was much younger then. As time as time wants to do. I think Stephen Colbert won an award, and his words were "me, me, 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 me." Very clever. That'd be me too. Yeah. Anyway, Zach Lawton gives twenty Australian dollars and says, "Why discount Baldur's Gate three? The game of the year was a joke, but honestly, Baldur's Gate three is madness." To try and paint Baldur's Gate 3 as a weak game is a joke. It won five awards. Well, what I mean, Super Chat was all over all the place. Yeah, like, Game of the Year was a joke, but it won five awards. So there's no merit to this, but under this <laughs> spectrum of no merit whatsoever, it won five of them. Five units of no merit. Yeah, and so, we're not like... saying that the winners are a joke. We are saying that we're, we're saying that the entire presentation has issues so i don't think none of the games that won i have any issues with winning well, i'm just not that except, invested, except yeah. for except for cocoon winning best debut indie game whose issues i previously stated <clears throat> alex Shubin gives five dollars and says only awards that matter are the cac awards whatever they well, are i assume from context it's something to do with doom uh yeah doom world yeah sure yeah. enough Oh yeah, the the trophy's a little cacodemon. So a what bit. does Doom win every year? Yeah. <laughs> I think Doom. It's probably for Doom mods. I think John Ramirez probably gonna win one for Sigil two. That's cool. What the hell? What about my house? Was win? that this year? Um I don't actually know. Oh I remember I that. So. That was this year. Yeah, that well I'll probably win something if they have a category for that sort of thing. I don't Minecraft know. one. Uh, Savage Grey Wolf gives five US dollars. Says, "I think gamers want there to be awards. They don't want to watch an award show. No. Well, what, well, what do they want, Savage Grey Wolf? If you do, yeah, if you do go by the populace, the gamers want games. Even as Marty was saying, this oh, is the biggest you, industry. A lot of that is mobile. There should be an interactive game that is the Game Awards. Oh, there you go. That's what they should do. Release a game. Ooh, awards but who gets game. to make the game? Keely. The previous winner's yeah. winner, the previous year's winner. So what, like Miyazaki making the game contest. Yeah, I was thinking Jeff Keeley just so he knows what it's like to make a game. Like chain him to the desk, crunch oh. away. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send him to Guantanamo Game Studios. They should make. I mean, most developers will probably just make something like uh, the Stanley Parable or some kind of like walking sim thing. But maybe some developers would be creative with it. And make a new match three, yeah. Um, anyway, Zaratha gives five Brazilian real and says, Being in the audience, in chat, viewers are keen on first the trailers, second the award winners, so they can flex their favourite games one. Sad but true. Salute. Well, I think yeah. you were speaking yep. for yourself there, Zaratha. I don't think so. As, as someone no. who was in that live stream, I think people were, yeah. were far more vocal during the trailers than they were during... Um, the awards it was awards. in uh was it in good omens where it's saying if you can't see the big apple in new york city it's because you're standing too close yeah that's, that's how it feels i feel like most gamers just wanted to see the games and whatnot hmm. uh humane shield gives 499 and says solution kojima needs to slap boppy kotick live drama yeah who's great kojima who's <laughs> <was> great kojima <laughs> Oh my god! I've been watching that OD trailer over and over again. There's little, there's little secrets inside of Udo Kier's mouth 
are are letters, and I believe it spells out Atami, which is either Silent or Hill in Japanese. And people are like, he's oh, fucking doing it again. He's not making he's, Silent Hill, but he's uh, fucking doing it again. Oh, he finally did it too. Remember, I was saying because Kojima is the film guy that makes games. I was yeah. like, who's the game guy that makes, makes films? films. Yeah, Peele. Jordan Peele. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, um, and even the door that they came out during their award, that was the door you wake up in front of in PT. And everyone's like, what are you oh, doing? Oh, that's funny. I love how they make Jeff sweat with this. Like, you're not going to bring more people out of that thing, are you? <laughs> I'm on a timer, bud. Uh, Resonance SD gives five Australian dollars. It says, it's 4 a.m. I'm binging Rogue Trader and relying on your r- robust discussion to get me through to sunrise. Oh, Warhammer. Rogue Trader. I don't know. Yeah. Warhammer, uh, Warhammer, top down, something, something. Mm. Okay. Uh, Sleep Twitch gives 100 Danish krona. It says, I think somewhere along the way, the games industry and Hollywood have become fully optimized at being an industry. It's tricky, I think. I mean, we also eat food. Should we watch the Yogurt Awards? See, this is a good example um, because there are food awards, but mm. it's only people who are too into it that are there, like me. So. Yeah, Michelin Styles, that's a food award. Yeah. Is there like a yearly presentation, like the the Michies? I don't know. I don't I assume know. So it's really high class, isn't it, with the Michelin stars? But I don't think it's like uh, it's not like we have five restaurants and only one of you will receive a star. That's right? the thing, though. Is like you say, high class, but it's kind of like it's it too is seen as arrogant and pompous because a, thir- a three one star is good and mm. two stars is great, but that's for, that's as far as food's going to get you. Three is how well can you run and manage a restaurant? Yeah, and that's when isn't people there, are like, "Oh, only two stars? What's wrong with you?" You know? Isn't there only like five restaurants in the world with three Michelin stars? Yeah, because a lot of them are like, can you please take away the third star? The expectations yeah. are fucking astronomical. Can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's, uh, a fun, here's a fun fact I happen to know. What city in the world would you say has the most Michelin stars? City in the world? Yeah. Be France, no? That's, a, that's not a city, that's a country. Oh, it is. Paris. <laughs> in Paris. No, actually, it's might, uh, it might very well be London. Copenhagen? You're all wrong with all these guesses. Just in England, I swear. It's Tokyo. Tokyo is the city in the world that has the most Michelin stars of any city. Well done. Well, that might just be because because of density of restaurants. Sure, it is a very large city. Does it go by like three stars as well? Because I know they have a lot of one star, and that's like on food carts. Well, it's just because there's a million restaurants. You like turn a corner and there's like nine down the next alleyway. Most cumulative restaurants. Yeah. Hmm. Um, That's cool. Uh, really quick, AXP Bubbles and Zach Lawton. Welcome to the tip jar. Thank you both. All righty. Uh, Taint Smack gave us five US dollars. It says two games that I feel are conspicuously absent from the game of the year conversation are System Shock and Amnesia the Bunker. All hail the immersive shithole. System Shock's been out for no, like 20 years. I think he means the <laughs> remake. Oh, you're not allowed. <laughs> well, Resident Evil 4 got nominated, so... No, I don't think the remake um, of System Shock was going to win anything. I mean, I, I guess Amnesia the Bunker might have deserved a nod somewhere. Yeah, I think those are bell, both um, relatively niche. That's why we don't see we don't generally see racing games or strategy games uh, nominated for Game of the Year. You know, we generally while see back, things that are very playable to a large audience. back asked, asked me what was like the scariest game this year, and I completely forgot about Amnesia the Bunker. Yeah, that game scared the shit out of me. That was a good one. It was, yeah. a, it was a decent year for spookies. We even on his second, yeah, even on his second playthrough on stream with a pilot, he's a co-pilot. He was still a bit tense. 
Mm. I, I still think scariest game of the year was Silent Hill 4. Well, that's um, the one you played. Or all of us who played it this year. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Vulgar display of gaming gives 10 Australian dollars. It says, best moment of the awards, Sam Lake's massive smile dancing with old gods of Asgard. Worst moment of the awards, the way too slow and dramatic Kratos reveal that led to not much. Oh, the roguelike thing? Yeah, the they kind of free DLC that's like a roguelike. Sure. Oh, yeah. okay. I did like the live dance performance. That was, that was great. I thought the live dance performance was always wonderful. Uh, Magnum Wait gives five dollars. Says it's actually important to remember that the Oscars were created by Hollywood to try and get good PR for Hollywood after the Fatty Arbuckle scandal. Hmm. How would you guys feel if uh, you were Fatty? Well, maybe we should create the Gaming Awards in the aftermath of the Game Awards being shit scandal. Sure. Wow, his name was Roscoe, and he—I see why they call him Fatty. Yeah, he's yeah, also uh, a rapist and a murderer, so it's probably fine that. Um, why then they call him that then instead of just fat? <laughs> you know what needs to come back? Uh, men with the nickname Babe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that got retired with Ruth. Sure. Yeah, I mean, is it? Well, you would have thought Michael Jordan got retired and now all of a sudden we just got Michael B. Jordan. So we could just be Babe B. Ruth. Yeah. Babe B. Ruth. Fun fact, Oliver Hardy was known as Babe to most of his friends because he looked like a giant baby. He did he was that's how i remember it's it's he's he's the large one yeah it's just not in the it's just not style anymore is it to be well baby faced now it's all about uh, being grizzled. like how old's chalamet 14 and he's like super cut like a diamond 14 it is funny how much he looked like the game awards kid and he was <laughs> presenting the last award like he looked like him he was dressed like it was just yep. very impressive and pinocchio and lies of p like yeah the, the, it's a pokey evolution yeah <laughs> That's how you uh, do Charizard. Zach Lawton gives five Australian and says, Yahtzee, any chance you can just drop an unfortunately no? I also say this truthfully, I won't use it or clip it. Well, there you go. I just did it. AI training. Think you say a lot? This is, why no. I, this is why I've thought about setting up a Cameo account. You uh, should. I saw, you can make um, a lot of money. There's an XCOM mod with y your sound bites in them. Kind of yeah, funny. I've seen that one. Yeah. It's, I should, yeah, it's cool. Uh, Robo Knob the Snob gives 59.99 euros. Ooh, deep red super chat there. Thank you, Robo. To say the awards are followed either as an E3 substitute or by players who want validation seeing their favorite game win. Speaking of validation, here's 60 euros I could have used to try Alan Wake 2, but I won't because I'm grumpy and want a physical edition. A good thing to be grumpy about. The fact that they're not making a physical edition of that game yet is absurd. Yeah, it would be nice if there were non-ephemeral ways to store games. Mm. You know, in case the internet Arg. goes down and uh, we lose our entire history and all that. Frankers. The, the way. internet goes down, that's like beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah there's other there's worries that we've got here. Yeah. Oh, my games. Like, whether I could play Alan Wake 2 at that point is probably, like, yeah. taking a backseat. Damn, I was almost done. Am I done. still alive? <laughs> uh, GPU gives 10 US dollars and says, I like my hobby growing as much as the next guy, but the more they try to boost popularity to make more money, the more money men get involved, and more money men usually means worse games stroke events. Well, the problem is, as we discovered earlier, is that you need money to put on a glintzy enough show to be able to get people to see it. 
Mm -hmm. I think it's self-correcting. Because if it gets too money-ish, then people leave. So then you have to go back to like, oh, what did people want? And yeah, it'll... It gets, yeah, better before it gets better. Shaori Dow just gifted 20 second wind memberships. Oh my gosh. Wow. Not you went out of order. Like, yeah, it's madness. Sparta, you went off script. I thought we'd better acknowledge it while it was happening, I suppose. Holy shit. I don't know what to do. Uh, that being said, I, I think that worry, I understand the worry that when money gets involved, there's more There's more meddlers and there's more, there's more people who don't understand the art trying to impact the art. But at the same time, I think the indie space is as thriving as it's ever been. And it's only growing every year. Yeah. This like year, I said, it's like, a low barrier to entry. Yeah, we've had so many good uh, games this year on the indie front. So many good games. You just never know what these people want. Like, right, look at me. I have no beard because every time I grow it out and I forget to shave, people are like, hey, look at that. Three glasses, three beards. I'm like, damn it. There's no Should we have like a that. rotating beard schedule? Who gets a beard every month? Uh, you guys can keep it. I'll, we can, we can give each other James I, Beard Awards. Uh, this is like a medically mandated beard. Oh. Do you have a weak jaw like me? Yeah. <laughs> if, if I shave it off, I look like my mum, and that's not psychologically uh, viable. Frost, you're the only one of us with a strong jaw. You gotta represent. I chewed a lot of big league chew as a kid. See? That's, Imagine that's... I had like a very round head and a Herculean jaw. Yeah, I have, a, I have a big, I have a big baby face. Well, I have a weak jaw because uh, I have such a vast and powerful voice box to make my voice mm. so nice to listen to, and it sort of makes my neck jut out and sort of kill my jawline. Mm. I have a weak jaw because I unhinge it to swallow mongoose every weekend. Have you guys ever seen a mongoose? Well, you can yeah. go to the next super chat if you want. We don't have to talk yeah, about mongoose. They kind of look yeah. like ferrets, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They're, little, they're weird little guys. They are mean. Ricky oh, yeah, they, yeah, like, they the, kill snakes. Yeah, they yeah. do. Good for them. Uh, Azg gives $5 and says, Rushing winners off stage but giving Sean Murray time to say their next game is more ambitious and has mountains bigger than Everest is shocking. Well, it won't, will it? The mountains will be very small and inside a computer. <laughs> I good. thought Sean Marie coming out and saying we learned our lesson. So instead of making an entire uh, solar system or entire galaxy, we've made one planet that is the size of a planet. And I'm like, you've learned nothing. It's great. No, I mean, I, th I think that's good. Yeah, I think like, it's cool. Overdue it's and then go back in. I saw the trailer. If it's anything like that, I'm like, that's pretty. I don't know what you'll do in it. But looks like a Colorado pretty. game. I'm gonna wander around that world. Looks yeah. great. There you go. Uh, also, uh, Memo. Well, uh, thank you for joining Tip Jar Memo. Thank you, Memo. Uh, Physics Nerd gives 10 US dollars. Says, I think the Game Awards was mostly just was ad space. I would love to see each nomination have a build-up as to why they were nominated. Allow people to bask in their good work and let them celebrate. Well, is there enough time? I think, I think it could use better. I like when the Oscars, uh, it'll, it'll show a clip from a thing as to why it's nominated or it'll put together kind of a sizzle reel yeah. about each of its best pictures. Um, I think I think those are cool. That's more yeah. those. I like in crowd voting, even if it is a gimmick. Like <laughs> text GTA five 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 and <laughs> put in your, your nomination. There you go. Yeah. Uh yeah, but we'll see. Like I said, I'm I'm very serious when I said we'll do a live watch along to either uh Dice or um the the GDC awards um, this um, spring. That's and, a and promise. We'll that is a promise. That is a promise I will actually keep. And we'll glitz it up in some way to make it interesting to watch. Like we'll all dress up in showgirl outfits or something. Yeah, we'll all show our strong jaws. Uh, Bajango gives $2 and says, Pizza Tower was robbed. What are your fave toppings? 
Ham and pineapple, of course. Oh, what? nice. Oh, yeah, if not yeah. that, I'll take an Italian sausage and jalapenos and mushrooms, Ooh, that's too. That's a good one. Yeah, this I like I, 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 Italian sausage or pepperoni for meat, and then I'm a big uh, onion and uh, jalapeno fan. Oh, there's a, there's a place near where I live that does a really good, like, idiosyncratic pizza that's like four different kinds of fancy cheese, prosciutto ham, and fig jam. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah, huh. yeah. Get a little sweetness on there. Ooh. Look at my salivary, salivatory glands go off. Yep. Uh, Residence SD gives two Australian dollars and says, I only watch our the best, worst, blandest awards. Well, we'll have That's some of those for you in the new year, I'm sure. Ooh, very exciting. Uh, and then we had a string of uh, gift memberships. Five from Zach Lott and five from Loki's Wager. Another five from Zach and five from Hunter Roge. Thank you guys so much. 20 gift memberships in a row. You mentions. All... Absolute mentions. Look at all those memberships. Uh, Dimitri gives five Canadian dollars and says, My issues with TGA is that it's just a popularity contest filled with fluff. As Yarts and Marty said last year, we need a cans for, for video games. Would you watch it, Dimitri? We're gonna see. We're gonna put. We're gonna put everyone's money where their mouth is. Okay. This spring. Yeah. It'd have to be something like Terry Wogan's Eurovision or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where he's just taking yeah. the piss out of it the entire time. Yeah, that yeah. was the that was the joy of Eurovision for British people. It was always uh, they always had Terry Wogan do the like uh, narration, and he'd just take the piss out of it the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was very British. Ironically. Uh, Gildon Yitich gives $2 and says, Did the final award winner look like Clinton, kid? No, the <laughs> so final good. award presenter looked like yeah. Clinton, kid. <laughs> it was, it was uh, strange. The yeah, Timothy Chalamet giving away the final award was um, pretty silly. Although he did... The, you know, the story came out, I think, a few years ago that uh, when he was uh, younger, before he was like a, a Hollywood star, he had a YouTube channel uh, that uh, reviewed uh, Xbox 360 controllers. Uh, he made his own. He, he spray painted them. And he, oh, he, he, did, th- he did three of them because his parents were like, you get paint everywhere, enough of that. So he's only, <laughs> there were only three videos and he sold them each for £10. Another Fuck you, mom and dad. I'm going to go act. Another popular celebrity, the video game... Uh, niche audience can claim as one of their own alongside henry cavill there you go yeah people were saying like it was weird seeing vin diesel with the arc 2 promotion but he was Mm. big on D. &D. yeah and he like he had hands-on with like the creative role of the riddick games and stuff um that's why it's like really hard to to go oh this is what i'd like to see out of a games award without essentially being very gatekeepy yeah that's why like robin williams was a Robin Williams was a big game, apparently. And yeah. That's literally he why he called Zelda. his daughter Zelda, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think he liked anime as well. Like, if, you, if you've seen one-hour photo, there's a bit where he gifts like some kid an, a Neon Genesis Evangelion action figure. I was about to say, like, not based on that. I was like, Robin Williams definitely strikes me as like a yaoi lover. <laughs> <laughs> but who would... Which... Character in Evangelion was his waifu. We may never know. Is Hook an isekai? Think about it. It, it, it is. It is actually an isekai. 
Well, he didn't die and get reincarnated in This is actually Neverland. true. He cuz he was from Neverland. Yes. Oh. No, he was from uh, He was originally the dreams from Dreams May Come and he's a guy. He was from, from the Earth real world. To Neverland came back. Yeah. Yeah, he was a baby, but he was like got taken to Neverland somehow by some fairies. And, Double reverse uh, isekai. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Gildan Yeshich said, gives another $2, says, sorry, I meant to the guy who awarded the final award. Yes, thank you. We figured. Doing uh, himself. <laughs> CJ Weigel gives $5 and says, I'm several episodes late, but I like Papa Murphy's business model. You get the custom, <laughs> you get the customizability of a pizza joint, but the convenience of a frozen. There was a lot uh, of one thing I learned, which we don't we don't do a lot of revisits of topics from the previous week because I delete everything from my mind. A lot of Papa Murphy's defenders out there, so maybe we are the ones who are ignorant. Yeah, I'm glad you're all happy. That's all I can ask for when it comes to pizza. <laughs> also, please ask, please sponsor us. Cure thirty seven gives twenty Danish kroner to say regarding the many Europeans. It's seven fifty p.m. over here. Yeah, we know. Well, not. I mean. Not all of Europe, right? Europe's got several time zones. Not Do you know how tiny many. Europe is? Yeah, it's, not it's that still big. got multiple time zones. Yeah, it's got like, like two. Yeah, like two at most. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, it depends on how far east you go before you stop calling it Europe, I suppose. From Spain, from, from Spain to... The Brexit line. From Sp- Spain to Ukraine. That's got to be like three three different time zones, right? From Spain to Ukraine. Coming the, to you. <laughs> Uh, the Windbreakers Podcast. <laughs> Awards. Yeah. Uh, also, Jeremy Morton gifted five subs over in the chat. Yeah, this is a gift of Palooza. You know what this oh, yeah. is? Christmas. This is the holiday spirit. People are people are just drunk on Nog at one in the afternoon going hog wild or oh. 7.50 in the evening in Europe. Yeah, Ukraine's not in the European Union, is it? That's why like Russia was able to invade it. I believe so. I have no idea. That'll be next week's topic. That will I mean, not be next. So if you just keep it, so if you keep it to the EU, yeah, you would probably stop a bit before then. Uh, yeah, it's not in NATO either. Again, which is why Russia was able to invade it. See, two time zones. Uh, That's like Ske- one state in America. Skellaboy three 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 nine one one gives ten dollars and says, "Currently performing hard labor for my previous hot take. Would love to see you guys stream GDC Stroke Dice to further my penance and respect the devs. Shooing off actual legends so Mackie can spaz out. Jeez, so he, Casey was not happy with Anthony Mackie. Neither was does I. Not like I didn't watch it in the moment, but then I saw the Twitter and I was like, "Good God, Jeff, Jeff Keighley must have, must have shot someone or something with with the <laughs> amount of outrage." And then I watched it, and I go, "Mackie was very cringe-inducing, if nothing else. Very like we have Will Smith at home uh, kind of vibes." Going, <laughs> oh, you shut just, up now, y'all shut up! I'm like they can't hear you, bro. <laughs> there's also just some people who like when. Uh, when uh, Keanu Reeves went on stage a few years ago and did the whole your breathtaking thing to someone oh, in the crowd, yeah, that was, that was wonderful. Yeah, uh, that wasn't GDC. That was that was Game Awards because I believe Game that Awards. was when they were revealing the uh, Matrix. No, that wasn't the Game Awards. I was literally there in the. In oh, it was the it room. E3 then? Oh, it was E3. I think when they announced that he was going to be in Cyberpunk. Yeah. That You're was, breathtaking. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think cool. that was when they were like, and one of the stars of Cyberpunk, and he came out. And everyone's like, "What that the was, fuck?" That was the last E3 that, that there ever was that I attended, and I was literally Damn. in the audience when it happened. Rest in peace. You're officially breathtaking, and you both killed it. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> You're a breathtaking murderer. 
But John John Connor gives uh, five Canadian dollars and says, so I wasn't alone in not knowing anyone in the Creators Award category then. What was that? That was the like the literal creators. So that yeah, was but- I, I knew people make games. That was the only channel I was familiar with. And then it was several content creators I'd never heard of. Oh, those. Yeah, no. I have no idea who those people were. Yeah. Are we still like number two in Apple Podcasts for gaming podcasts? Probably Because maybe, maybe we could be eligible for an, a content creator award in the future. We could have nominated ourselves for, what is it? First class. I think you got to be like under a certain age. So I don't know if uh, y'all could have nominated me for first class. You can. You're, you're, <laughs> you're you can nominate yourself. You're spry. Yeah. Uh, also, Jeremy Morton and uh, Smekisk Auto Audio. Welcome to Tip Jar. Uh, a superb owner, our old friend, comes along with $5 and says, I keep not being able to find the way forward in Jedi Survivor. Does that game need more yellow paint or just clearer level design? I think you might have mistook us for uh, Google Answers or whatever it's called these days, a superb owner. That was a problem in the first Jedi game, in my opinion, but oh, Jedi Survivor man. seemed to clean it up. The map is much more uh, legible. I don't remember it being hard to navigate, not like in the way, say, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is. Oh, is that why you mean more yellow paint? Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. very confusing. It's just, we're not used to running around like dense jungles in games. I am. I play too many of those. But even then, there's still like a line, I would say, depending mm. on the experience. Uh, Witticism gives $5 and says, if you had to break action adventure into actually distinct categories, what would they be? Action and adventure. Hmm. Hmm. Um, <laughs> act, ion, add, and venture. Those are my four. <laughs> I would break it really early. With, with an ad break, yeah. After the first syllable. Yeah. Um, well, it's tough because we've never been entirely clear on what action adventure actually is. I mean, Souls-like is action adventure. Most Germany cockpit open worlds are action adventure. Yeah, I would say most first party uh, Sony games are action adventure. I would say Zelda's action adventure. So I don't. What would yeah. be just adventure then? Because it, it's like ARPGs that Secret they. Secret of Bunky Island is an oh, adventure game in the classic yeah. sense. Um, oh. Well, if you're saying if you if you were going adventure on the like the literal definition, it would be a game with an exploration focus, like a, a Souls-like stroke Metroidvania style design. Would you say a, a, a Highland song? It's like Journey, no? Adventure oh. game? Oh. Journey, an adventure game? I still don't really get what you see in a Highland song. You should tune in to the inaugural <laughs> episode of Bite Size tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Central, to find out. Spoilers, Ooh. I talk about Lord of the Rings. What's that's a, a plug? <laughs> Gollum. Gollum. I talk about Gollum. I do is not it, talk about Gollum. Is it just because Scotland is kind of an exotic place to you? No, no Japan exotic. is exotic to him. You're not anymore because I played Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> no longer right. exotic. Um, you know, I'm probably my, my grandfather was Scottish, so Scotland is sort of like in my head a real place that's just full of like uh, Glaswegians glassing each other. Yeah. Is glassing people, just like hitting someone with a bottle? Uh, it's sort of it starts with hitting someone with a bottle and then doing another thing with the broken bottle you have subsequently created. Oh, that's not good. Don't do that. And they Don't like they I, and they like they have the Edinburgh Festival and they deep fry Mars bars and uh, they put out TV shows that you, uh, you can barely understand what anyone's saying. That's Scotland that to me. <laughs> uh, I uh, I I really appreciate a game that has a pronounced sense of place, and so that mm. is uh, something I think everyone has kind of 
weird, unique things that they um, weigh heavily when they're playing a game. That, like, if you do this thing, it's, like, an easy way to win my heart. Uh, and I think a, a, a pronounced sense of place is something that does that for me, both in movies and in games. Even if it's a real place? Even if it's a real place, yeah. If you capture the feeling of a real place, I think that um, is still very, uh, very impressive. And I think part of it might be because, uh, in especially in, in movies, uh, everything seems so fake. Every MCU movie just feels uh, like it takes place in a fucking back lot in Atlanta because every one of yeah. them is shot in a back lot in Atlanta. Fair. Also, uh, there should be a category for puzzle game. It's insane to me that there's no category. Yeah, I, like, I like the way Steam hands out their awards where it's super itemized and super, like, you know, best game mm-hmm. that made you sad, best best game with a dog that made you cry. You that's what you, yeah. you need. It's granular. Like, like, separate them by emotional response. Best mm-hmm. game with like really satisfying traversal. Best game that made you cry. Best game that uh, scared the shit out of you. Best game with impressive looking fruit. Sweet again. Yeah, that's what we're going to do for our awards. It's going to be entirely emotion based. Perfect. Best game that made you attracted to the waifus. You uh, like hard, that, I'm sure. Best game that's hard to recommend to your friends, you know. Yeah, <laughs> best game that you keep the controller nearby in case mom walks in. <laughs> Love it. <clears throat> Pundabaya gives five British pounds. Says it sucks that the best fighting game award was a sidebar award in a marquee year for fighting games. Well, Agreed. you say that, but it's just that Street Fighter Six was really good. So yeah, you just sucks. give an like award to, fight, to Street Fighter Six and move on. But no one got to speak. It was just rattled off in, in rapid fire on the side well, stage. This is why, like, even the fighting game community doesn't like itself, or, like, the Smash people like their own things. Everyone else who doesn't like the AAA is, like, Blaze Blue, and, you know, um, it's fractured. It's, it's still pretty niche fighting game. What is? Yeah, oh. I think so. Like, it amazes me that people play that just for the campaigns. That's wild. Well, I play the Mortal Kombat campaigns because they suck so much, and I want to have a good laugh. So that's why Ed Boon gave the award. Yeah. Uh, Just uh, Valerian Dare, who has uh, interrupted their busy schedule of space adventuring, to give us $5 and say, we need a less Eurocentric, more globally aligned award show. This award show felt like it was aimed at North American and European audiences exclusively. I gave an award to Chia. How dare you? Chia? Um, out of curiosity like what um what 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 games weren't nominated that should have been that would be mostly like mobile and gotcha games japanese games given prizes or nominated gotcha games were there genshin won yeah genshin won stuff last year elden ring won um two two of the games nominated for three of the games nominated for game of the year were japanese developed maybe this is your inherent bias talking valyrian dare Maybe you should go back more, and fight the Mekon some more. There's also, there's always going to be a, oh, the, the timing of this is American-centric. And it's like, well, they have analytics. First off, it's it's filmed in America. It's shot in America. And second off, they have analytics for when the best time to air these are. And the fact is they can't air it at a time where everyone's awake. So having it be a time that makes sense for the U.S. and for Europe is the only thing they can do, even though it was really like for Europe as well. Make it 24-7. That's what we do. We never stop awarding games. Help someone help me. Yeah. Uh, what was it? But the other thing too, there are award shows that aren't American and Eurocentric, and nobody watches those. Like name a German 
award-winning game? I can, because I'm too into it. Uh, Lula the Sexy Empire. That was the that only real? German game I could think of. Oh, Isn't Hellpie was German. Hellpie was German. Oh, yeah, so it was. Yeah. I wouldn't have given this an award, because it was gross. That's a German award. There you go. Got the, the grossest award. Got the Yuck Award. Uh, the, the gross gross. There's a lot of surprising amount of Polish games. It's like games funded yeah. by the Polish government or something. The games industry in no. Poland funded by the government. They do that yeah, thing as well that uh, England does. Like for extremely English games, you get a tax write-off or something. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see many uh, English developers making the most of that. Where's no. where's my game? Suicide you- Squad's coming out. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Syndicate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I once like uh, hypothesized an idea for a game called Constable Blimey Chips, Jesus. Uh, which would be the sort of British equivalent of the Yakuza games, where you play as a British Bobby who fights people with rugby tackles. Mm. That's more British than We Happy Few, and that wasn't to begin with. No, it was weird, that. Yeah. If you want to see like a British game that feels like it was made by a very embittered British person, play something like Not Tonight. Mm. Was that like with a K? No. No. It's that game okay. that was a lot like Papers, Please, but it was set in like a grim near-future post-Brexit Britain, and it's as very feels very authentically cynical oh. because it's actually yeah. British. Oh. Yeah, you guys like to make your whole Empire Sucks thing, don't you? Leaf of Vendetta. Um, what was it? Sunday Gold? Every last bit of it. Yeah, there's a surprising amount of media where the premise is the whole world has exploded except for Britain, which has descended into a fascist state. There's like five different mm. things with that premise. Children I mean, of yeah. Men, V for yeah. Vendetta. Uh, did, did the world explode? In V for Vendetta? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the the opening premise of that was that most of the rest of the world is like a nuclear hell hell hole. There you go. I mean, that's they a good way to avoid the, the like "what about us" questions. You know, thinking about it, this is very uh, characteristic of Japanese media as well. Like, I once made a joke that uh, the standard sci-fi action anime is a small community, small high-tech community that is isolated from a post-apocalyptic world uh, that's constantly fighting off foreign monsters. Evangelion. That's yeah. That's like, Titan. that's like every action sci-fi anime. Yeah. Do you think yeah, Persona I, Six is going to be set in Birmingham? Yeah, island mentality, <laughs> as Kebab says in the chat. What there's did a you say of, was just announced. There's a lot of comparison. Persona Six is going to be set in Birmingham. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. There's a lot of similarities between like the British and Japanese mindsets, just because they're both island nations, I suppose. I used to rule the world, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? Cedar uh, George gives four ninety nine US and says, "Love your work, guys. I'm a big fan of your books. Yards yeah, can't wait for the next one. Any book or author recommendations while I got you here? I'll, I'll list off the standard ones: Douglas Adams, Terry Pratchett, P. G. Woodhouse, uh, J- Jerome K. Jerome, G. K. Chesterton." Robert Rankin. Those Dr. are all Seuss, the that any Americans. Me. What about Stephen King? That guy's and, great. Uh, he didn't influence me much at all. He doesn't like short stories. He writes long stories as well. 
Yeah, and they're boring as hell. <laughs> Yahtzee, for shame. I've never been much of a fan. Yeah. Yeah, G.K. Chesterton, really the man who was Thursday. Really fun read. I like me some old house. I'm, uh, uh, I'm embarrassed by how little I've read over the last few years because there are too many. I'm a fan of too many things. Yeah. Like mm. being a fan of movies and TV and games and fucking football, which I don't know why I am. I find, if you get, I find if you get stuck in that sort of mindset, the thing to do is just grab a random book you would never have thought to read and sit and read it. You might be surprised. What you had? Christmas break. Christmas break. There you go. The summer, the, the Christmas of George. I'm going to read all of them. It's like Curious George, or no? I meant to, I was going to say the Summer of George, which was a Seinfeld reference, and then I said the Christmas of George, <laughs> oh. which doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know where I went there. It's so small. Hey, grab the Witcher books. They're like quick short stories. I don't even like the Witcher games. <laughs> the books are nice. They're, they're, I don't like. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Hectic FGC gives five Australian dollars and says, if someone were to make a parody video of the Video Game Awards, it would just look like the Game Awards. Well, you know who you'd get to make that parody video? Devolver Digital. It's a funny thing. That's the whole thing now. There was a Game Awards show done by gamers, streamers, Asmongold and and Mizkiff. I forgot what it was on the OTK network. And Donkey made fun of that because the whole time Mizkiff's like, yeah, I I played platformers. Like, uh, it was just struggling the whole time. And it's just this (laughs) sense of anyone who chooses to represent gaming to that degree, you're going to miss out. You're going to get clowned on. You're going to get flamed. There's just nothing you can do about it. Uh, Quincy Martin gives $50. Oh, my God, Quincy. The whole actual American ones. And says, came in late, but finally caught one of those live. Here's a bit of pre-Christmas cheer for all the years of great content. What are you talking about, Quincy Martin? Second Wind has only existed for a few weeks. Oh my gosh. What, you're a self-published uh, author of games. You've got years of content. Oh, that's yeah, true. them. Uh, also, that's a good that's a good time to let everyone know. Uh, so next week, the 18th, will be our final uh, uh, episode of the year. We are not going to do episodes on, obviously, the 25th or the 1st. Yeah. We're taking a holiday break, uh, but we'll, we will be back on the 8th. There you go. Just unfortunate the, that, the, oh, that the two big holiday days happen to fall on Mondays this year. Holiday days. And it's illegal for us to do the show on a day that's not a Monday. The cops will come and, and arrest us. Yes. Uh, and uh, B, welcome to Tip Jar. Welcome B. Just, just a B. Oh, we should get. So I should speed up with uh, kind of overrunning. Uh, Zach Lawton gives ten Australian dollars. Says, "Did you all see that a European High Court has ruled that even digital games game be sold? No idea how this affects the industry, but seems monumental in gamer rights." That may have been physical. Oh, like you could sell, you can resell digital games. Wait, is that what that means? Uh, I don't know. Even yeah, digital games can be sold. I mean, I imagine resold. Yeah, I think his sentence got a bit. Oh, it is. Yeah, uh, EU rules publishers cannot stop you reselling your downloaded games. Cool. Oh. Well, how would you? But how like... is that literally going to work? Yeah. Yeah. How I can't you stop you, that? but you're going to need their help in the technology, right? It's all certificates, right? You just pass certificates around. Yeah. Uh, uh... Well, anyway, C gives 499 US and says the true star of the game awards is flute guy more flute guy flute guy was great who was he had flute a very guy? large flute this year 
he's a member of the uh, orchestra, the yearly, the annual orchestra, and he gets really into playing the flute, and so everyone gets excited to see Flute Guy, and this year he played some sort of a very large, rare flute. Did he get a flute solo? He did. He, oh. Yeah, he, the camera's always on him. They're looking for that flute guy. Hmm. Give the fans what they want. Yeah. Uh, SVSCO2000 gives five euros and says, Fun fact, if you order pepperoni in Europe, you don't get spicy sausage, but pickled chili peppers. Yeah, that confused oh. me the first time I got a pepperoni pizza at a proper Italian and I came back with pepperoncinis. I was like, that's, oh. that's bonus. I like pickled chilies. So do I, but then I'd, if you were I'd probably like meat. I'd like them a lot yeah. more than pepperoni, frankly. Yeah. As Marty said, if you were expecting meat, it's a little disappointing. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. That's why you get the meat lovers, I suppose. So you can mm. have the best of both worlds. Oh, he's afraid of mixing meats. So that's a yeah, whole different like thing. Meats. On we go. <sighs> Got to keep them separated. Is it like a biblical like... thing? Right. <laughs> yeah, are you, meats. are you a Mennonite, Marty? <laughs> that? No, I just think I think one meat's enough. If I had a sitcom, it'd be called One Meat's Enough. Well, hmm. anyway, uh, Klaus M gives $5 and says, The Game Awards is basically my Super Bowl. I view for all the trailers, too, and make sure that my confirmation bias for my favorite games is confirmed. Love I have in my bias confirmed. If you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then Urbanum gifted 20 memberships. You're trying to Zero. beat this each other now. A gifting bonanza. Uh, Tom Schrader D gives 25 PLNs, Polish Lotties, I believe, and says, I'm putting my money where my mouth is and I'll be watching the GDC stream. Good for Good. you. Good. We'll try to keep do it. it. We promised. Well, I'll try to liven it up. I'll wear a so, suit and bring champagne. There we go. Yes. One of us will have a gun and we won't say which one it is. <laughs> Just fires it off. We, Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, have to, we have to liven it up. Uh, Tsunami Dusha gives 10 US dollars says when the great Gonzo came on stage did anyone else say finally a real celebrity it's so weird that Keeley is obsessed with the Muppets and he loves getting Gonzo on stage and he had a Gonzo bit that went on for like 7 minutes and then they ushered off all the game developers it's just very strange I, it's, I think the Muppets is kind of a boomer thing to like these days he, he's about that age yeah. I think yeah. they're kind of lost on the younger generations at this point who don't yeah, have I the nostalgia for like, like Muppet, Muppet Christmas Show. Carol? Watch a Muppet Christmas Carol. That's version a, of the Christmas Carol. Or a Muppet Carol. Treasure Island. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's in Curry. That's a good one. Yeah. Andrew Shug gives five Australian dollars. It says, "Don't step on the landmine." Sorry, this is delayed. I'm in Western Australia. Yes, Marty. What a great goof! You know what? We had it was a learning experience for all of us. I love it. Yeah, tune into this Friday's Yahtzee tries edited video to enjoy that. I'm sure amid several other fun moments from our lethal company stream. Absolutely. And whatever I'm streaming on Wednesday, I'm I brought it up as a joke, but I kind of really want to do Disney Dreamlight Valley now. Do it. Oh, have a go. Yeah. There's always Suica game as well. I don't want to say it, but it's I've played that along. on the Switch, and it's just it's just fruit Tetris. I'm I didn't really get that attached, but it has such a good sense of place, Yancy. <laughs> this feels like the produce aisle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rascally Scramp gives five dollars. Says first time catching it live. Woohoo! Now some silly words for you: Bingle, Squam, Flimmy, Flam, Slippy Dippy, Squimmy Doo. Those real words? That was a song there. Not bad. I think you needed better cadence, Rascally Scrap. Yeah. Mm. That was some good scatting. Yeah. Kibbity pop pop. 
Uh, Blue McDee's Nuts gives two dollars. Says drunk on nog. Give me your weirdest game mechanic. He is drunk on. See, I knew someone was drunk on nog. Weirdest game mechanic. I got one. It was um, it was like a sim manager type thing, but it was based on relationships. So really, even though it was trying to be very wholesome and matchmakery, it's just eugenics. Eugenics. So it's like, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes me very uncomfortable to play it, but it was very wholesome it. looking. I was like, yeah, wow. yeah. Um, the DS and the 3DS had a lot of interesting, uh, some games had interesting gimmicks uh, blowing on the screen. I'll always remember the, the, there was a Looney Tunes game where you had to close the clamshell. I think a couple games had things where you had to literally close the con- systems and, uh, either it was like to turn off the lights in a room or one was to like notarize a document that was almost like stamping it down and then you'd reopen it. Um, that was, uh, interesting. think outside the box kinds of stuff. I guess mm-hmm. I will nominate, uh, the missing J.J. Macfield in the Island of Memories, and where you had to basically completely mutilate yourself in order to reverse gravity. What? Like, in-game? Yes. This was the mechanic. You had to solve platforming puzzles by sort of breaking every bone in your body and then sort of hobbling along on hideous misshapen limbs. That's like handshakes. And doing that made gravity reverse. Handshakes. It was like a saw trap. Ooh. No, that those. I forgot what movie it was. It was a cult hit, Hostel, I think. So you can't leave unless you hurt yourself enough. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't like that at all. Uh, and then Andrew Willems gifted ten memberships. What is happening? Something's they in the can't water. Stop. People have gone hog oh, wild. Stop. Keep it going. Juan uh, Pan gives five euros. Says hello, windbreakers. Happy to get to see you live for once. Developers were treated like a nuisance. They had to get rid of fast to show more ads and celebs. They loved them. You should see how you guys. I mean, it's pretty accurate to how gamers treat developers. Nothing else. You guys should see community (laughs) manager threads. Uh, Zach Lawton gives five Australian dollars. Says, "Was you breathtaking, Yahtzee? You were there." Speaking, referring to Keanu Reeves' performance at the Xbox Showcase. Uh, Yes, I was there, but my breath was not taken because I was at the back of the crowd in the space where they put journalists who obviously aren't going to look very impressed. And you might notice they very conspicuously do not point the camera at that part of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Did they at least feed you guys in this corral? or No. Like no just, trough they, of burritos? No, it wasn't that sort of uh, thing. They just, it, you know, it was just a big auditorium. The, all the front rows were full of, like, big Xbox fanboys who'd all been loaded in like, by bus, I assume. And then, like, the rear two-thirds of the room was just a bunch of gaming journalists looking unimpressed. Rice, yeah. If there's no food at these awards, I don't want to go. <laughs> Tower gives $5 and says, Love the new podcast. Really hope nobody does something stupid like defraud a charity anytime soon. I'll go back Ooh. to your drama YouTube channels and talk about that some more. Tower. Also, Gerard uh, let, uh, put out a statement yesterday, or over the weekend. There's a I, lot of back and forth. I don't care yeah, to get in there. I, yeah. I ain't touching that shit. Mm-mm. Uh, Jeremy Morton gives $5 and says, that reminded me, love your books as well, Yahtzee. Thank you. I just finished recording the latest audiobook, actually. Finished on Saturday. A barring pickups, which probably won't take very long. What was the best chapter? So that should be out next year sometime. Uh, CC gives one ninety nine US, says, Jeeves and Worcester is so fun. Favourite music right now? I'll tell you what I keep, I've been listening to over and over again. is like the end theme music from American Arcadia. I just like it. 
It's a banger. Mm. Yeah. Have you get around to finishing that for us? I did, yeah. yeah. Very good ending, actually. I quite like I it. Did. Wrapped it all up nicely. Yeah. I said it was. Yeah, you did. Um, it was. You, you also, I also feel the way you did, where it's like good, good ending, and the rest of the game. Uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, I think you know a really good ending can you know it's what you that sticks with you. So you know that can like make a game. Sure, so if you're not like sure, if, so if you're not sure if you like the game, but it's got a really good ending, you go away thinking, yes, that was a good game. I don't know, because I was like, in the amount of time it took me to finish this, I could have watched the Truman Show and the Matrix and the end of Iron Man. Spoilers. And, no, because you don't know which one it is. Oh, okay. Where's it on its sleeve? Off we go. Uh, Does it, it, which and which Matrix ending was it? We don't know. There's a lot of Matrix movies. Oh, okay. oh I wasn't even talking. Endings. I meant like the beginning mm. bit and the way it presents itself. A superb owner gives ten dollars and says, "What do you think about including more categories like best puzzles, best horror, best goofs, etc.? There could be more opportunities for a more diverse slate of games to be displayed this way." Well, apparently we don't need more awards cutting the speech time down even further. We're Avengers. Problem is, be inclusive or to be insulting. It's like, you know, with the esports awards, but they ended up putting a coach that didn't even participate this year, you know? So Hmm. uh, I would love to see best puzzle, best horror, but then you just end up with like... I, then it is just a popularity contest where you go, I struggled to name four, so I just picked the one on you. Yeah. You know, you so what can you do? Uh, Rascally Scramp comes back for $10 and says, on the topic of games from non-American countries, Finland has a pretty huge catalogue. Alan Wake, Baba Is You, City Skylines, Fear and Hunger, Cruelty Squad, Noita, etc. Finland's been working hard. Wow. Same, yeah. same for like Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, they're popping off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Dredge, isn't Dredge from down there? Yeah. New Zealand. So. Yeah, you can... Uh, oh, oh, Alan Wake 2 was made by a Finnish developer. You can't tell. That was a joke. That was good. That was a good... That was a little sassafras. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also, bucket list. Welcome to the tip jar. Bucket list. Hey. Uh, Zach Lawton gives five Australian dollars and says, Also, why wear a tie loosely and have a voice and mic like that? Reach your fingers into all of the studios and ask. Your voice is epic too. What? Uh, I'm not talk, sure what he's talking about. about. There's a lot going on there. I have a loose tie. We all have mics. Yeah. And fingers. What? I don't know. I'm, I'm very confused. Uh, and uh, Bucket List gives $2 and says, are the awards a net positive? Well, it's good that there's some high-profile outlet that uh, gains certain headlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that during the thing, like there was a little behind the scenes kind of like doc about Venba. Uh, and I was like, it is nice that whatever, however many dozens of millions of people are watching this uh, are are learning a little bit about Venba and the making of it. It was funny that I believe it was sponsored by Old Spice. So that was kind of like a funny thing. Like, here's Venba, the Venba segment sponsored by Old Spice. Um, but I, I think ultimately that's a net positive. If like... Cocoon won an award and more people are like, I should check out what this game is because I don't know what it is. I think that's that's good, right? See, if being the last man alive makes you feel like your um, your chances of getting dates has gone up, then sure, <laughs> I guess that's how it goes. Because <laughs> other game awards have just kind of died out. So, yeah. you know, yeah. And Tsunami Douche, uh, sorry. Were you still no, 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 that, that, no that, that was it. I was like, yeah, it's not positive, but in a weird way, sure. 
Okay, we'll make we'll say this is the last super chat. So if there's any more, we won't read them out. Sorry, but we got to get oh. moving. I got to walk the dog. Rude. Tsunami Dusha gives ten dollars and says, "With COF and Todd Howard getting roosted by the Game Awards itself, do you think this may be a new trend of media to roast known devs publicly and loudly?" Well, as I said, you know, roasting shows that we're all mates. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's really. good to show that people can have a sense of humor about these things. The Oscars almost always have a comedian as a host, and they do their opening bit, and they have goofs yeah. along the way. That's why you see folks like Chris Rock and Jimmy Kimmel, and you had Ricky Gervais in the past, and yeah. And that's why I tell Will Smith. It feels yeah. weird that they had Ricky Gervais on. I mean, does the yeah. Academy really like him? He doesn't. He's not really no, a film guy. He, it was when he uh, like was at his height. I don't know. Was it the Oscars? Maybe it was the Golden Globes or the Emmys. I was thinking of, but that was, was kind of the invention of lying, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that film everyone remembers. I that was a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Windbreaker podcast. I hope we. we I hope you didn't scald yourself on any hot takes in the last couple of hours. Uh, I was Yancy Croshaw. I was joined by Matty and Sebastian. And uh, Wicked Windbreaker is, of course, part of the Second Wind group that puts out great content pretty much every day of the week. For example, you could enjoy my fully ramblematic review this week, which will be on the subject. It'll be a double bill, actually. It's going to cover American Arcadia and Persona 5 Tactica, because they both end with A. There you go. That's the link. Beautiful. Uh, I've also, you know, I'm going to be uh, streaming a couple of new games in Yahtzee Tries on the same day, a Wednesday afternoon, and will be a compiled edit of that on Friday for you all to enjoy. I think that's all I've got this week. What else we got? Oh, yeah, Marty. Sell yourselves. Uh- yeah, uh, today uh, uh, you can check out uh, Darren's latest backdrop uh, video essay on Blue Eye Samurai, which is um, uh, not only one of the best animated shows of the year, but just one of the best TV shows, period, of the year. Uh, everyone should check it out. If you liked kind of arcane, the animation on arcane is similar to that, but uh, an incredible mm-hmm. um, revenge story. So check that out. Uh, on uh, tomorrow, like I mentioned, tomorrow morning, uh, we're going to be debuting Bite Size, which is um, kind of our um, expanded and evolved take on the three-minute reviews that you might be familiar with, uh, but in a more video essay format. The first one going up tomorrow is mine, and it is on A Highland Song, the game I talked about earlier that I only like because of a sense of place. Uh, Wednesday after uh, Yahtzee tries in the evening, we'll have another episode of Firelink podcast at 6 p.m. Central with uh, Nick, Casey, and myself. Then speaking of me and KC, at 7 p.m. Central on Thursday evening, we are rejoining our uh, Devil May Cry journey. So we're starting up Devil May Cry 2, which everyone says, quote, this game sucks. So we'll see. We'll see if we agree with everyone. Where it is. (laughs) Where it is. Not very good. Well, perhaps we'll find out. Perhaps we'll see if it looks better from a retrospective viewpoint. There you go. What about you, Frost? What are you you dabbling on? So yeah, for right now, you've got yourself two cold takes that you can go watch. It's the two older ones as I'm working on the newer one that will pop up on the Monday coming. And we're also uh, working on a lot of stuff in the, in the back end. I believe we've already mentioned that we're working on a Stuff of Legends replacement. Uh, and then a few other things in the works. Keep your eyes out. Yeah, yeah we're going to keep adding new ingredients to this stew. Don't you worry. All right. And remember, supporters on Patreon, that's what makes the sausage. 
Delicious. You can be involved in the making of that sausage. Everyone loves working can, at a sausage factory. You can be part of that sausage. You can be the discarded pig colon that is part of the sausage. These are the worst pies in London. Ah! Well, I would normally do some toffee time at this point, but toffee has buggered off to stand next to the door and give me a very affronted look. So I'd better go and take him for his walk. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for hanging out.